How's everybody doing today? Man, I think you put more and more oil in this thing every time I get up here. It's anointed now. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, so I know that uh, we've been talking about the path traveling down a road. And how many of you have ever gone on a trip and you got lost? Anybody? You know what I'm talking about. I mean, you had it, you thought you knew the way, you thought you had the path planned out. I mean, you thought you were there, and then all of a sudden, you realized, I, I, you know, I'm going the wrong way. What is it? This ain't Albuquerque or something. We made a wrong turn at Albuquerque. Wasn't that the, a saying or something? But, um, yeah, yeah. And so... Back before GPS, before kids, Kelly and I were moving back to Fort Smith. And all we had was a road atlas. Do you remember the big old thick road atlas that your insurance company would give you because they wanted to make sure you got back home to be able to pay your bills, right? You know, so, uh, uh, but you had this road atlas and it had all the states in it and it was a map and it showed you all the major highways, but it didn't show you all the little back roads and little winding areas. And if you wanted a detailed map of, say, a, a particular state, a lot of times you could go to the information center, the rest area, as you enter a state, and you, they would give you a map of that entire state. And I remember traveling many times that uh, Kelly and I, when we would travel, we'd go to a, we'd get to the state, a beginning of a state on an interstate, and we would always stop at that rest area, that information. We'd go in there and we could get a state map so we could understand and know how to navigate and how to maneuver those roads. We didn't have a GPS to rely on. We had to rely on maps. And if you've ever tried to give my wife a map and have her read it, I promise you, you're going to get lost. Y'all say, she's not here, I can talk about her, right? I'm going to be in trouble after she hears this, y'all. But let me tell you something, she'll even tell you, she cannot read a map to save her life. So needless to say, when GPS came out, I was none the happier than having to be able to talk to Siri or Google or whoever I'm talking to on that thing, that electronic voice that comes back and says, recalculating when you make a wrong turn, uh, you know, I was never more the happier to have that GPS device until yesterday. We got on a, side, a back roads in Oklahoma. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Southeast Oklahoma, where there's mountains and there's curves and there's hills. And I'm sure the rest of Oklahoma was flat, but, you know, southeast is pretty much, I think the Washita's moved down into that part of Oklahoma, but we had to navigate. I saw parts of the country that I've never seen before. You see, what happened was, I think when we got to Poto, we were headed to uh, Texas, and so when we got to Poto, um, I think I, I veered off track, I veered off course to go get some breakfast. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You do it, right? You put your destination in a GPS. You're headed there. All of a sudden, you see a place that you want to get breakfast. You stop off for just a moment to get breakfast. Well, I think at some point, that GPS decided that I wanted to go a different way. I just wanted breakfast. That's all I wanted. 
So it reroutes us, and we go through places that I've never knew existed. I saw wind turbines on a hill that I didn't even know they were in existence. You know, I'd always seen these big trucks carrying these things. I didn't know they were carrying them to that mountain way over there, you know. Uh, I mean, so it was just out in the middle of nowhere, but we finally ended up a long way around, finally got to where we were going to our destination. GPS knew where they were going all along. I just had no clue where GPS was going. But sometimes in life, we get lost, don't we? We're on our path. I mean, we're going along just fine. We think we're doing the right thing. We think we're doing what God wants us to do. We think we're going where we're supposed to go. But sometimes we feel like we're lost. Sometimes we feel like we're, we're, we don't have any direction. We have no sense of where we're going. We don't feel like we're going the right way or the right place. You know what I'm talking about? My wife and I, we were headed back to Arkansas when we were moving back here. We took a wrong turn at Birmingham. And we got into some areas that we were like, man, I don't know where we're at. <laughs> And it was kind of scary. You know what I did? I said, I'm going to have to ask for directions. Kelly's like, don't get out, don't get out. And I'm like, I got to ask for directions. I don't have any clue where I'm at. So I walk up to this guy, and it's in a neighborhood somewhere in Birmingham, Alabama. And I just walk up to him, and I say, hey, uh, as you can see, I mean, I'm pulling a 25-foot truck and a car behind me. And I say, as you can see, we are not from here, and we are lost. And I was wondering if you could just give me some directions on how to get out of here. And he said, follow me. Hop in the car, follow me, and I'll take you out of here. I'll get you out of here. And so that's what we did. We got in our our moving truck. He got his car, and he drove us all the way out of that neighborhood back to the interstate that I needed to get back on. And he said, if you'll get back on this interstate and go north, he said, it'll take you back to where you're wanting to turn. And I said, thank you. So that was information. I had to stop and get information. There are times when we're driving down the road that we stop at those rest areas. You'll see a sign that says rest area. And we will stop at those and we will have to get directions and find out how to navigate this state or how to navigate life. There are going to be times in your life that you're going to have to stop and ask for help. We're going to talk about that today. Today's road sign, if you hadn't figured it out, it's a rest area sign. That's where you can get information. And sometimes you can even get little pamphlets that tell you about um, uh, different places. Like, you know, for the state of Arkansas, maybe, you know, uh, about places to visit. Uh, what do they call those? those? I call them, they're just, if you go to Branson, every hotel has a million of them. You know what I'm talking about, those little pamphlets, you know? And, and so that's information that you can get. A lot of these rest areas will have those. But we need to know how to get from point A to point B, and it involves more than hopes and dreams. You understand what I'm saying? It involves a path. So far, we've learned that life is a series of mid-course corrections that when we see danger, it wouldn't be prudent to ignore it. We want to take refuge and avoid the danger. We've learned that one of the most common mistakes in determining which fork to take is trusting our hearts because our hearts 
often lie to us. We talked, we learned about that last week. We've learned that one of the easiest ways to make a great decision is to ask ourselves the question, what story do I want to tell about this part of my life years from now? And today I want to help you learn an essential lesson for success along the path. The lesson has to do with figuring out what you don't know. I want to know what I don't know. Amen. We need that information. How do you discover what you don't know that you don't know so that you avoid the potholes and the pitfalls and the landmines that you never saw coming? So if you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Proverbs. I'm going to read one verse today from Proverbs, and then we want to, actually, I'll probably read two or three verses from Proverbs, but there's one I want you to look at in Proverbs chapter 15, and then uh, I want to read a story about a king in 2 Chronicles. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. Y'all pray for this uh, pastor that he makes it till Thursday when he goes picks up his wife from the airport. I'm ready for her to be home, y'all. But she is having a good time. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22. It says this. Plans fail for lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. How many of you want to succeed in life? Amen? Amen. I want to I succeed in life. So how can you know what you don't know? How can you know what you don't know? You have to seek the right advice from the right advisors. Do you hear what I'm saying? You have to seek the right advice from the right advisors. There are three reasons that we don't seek advice. Here they are. You ready? Ignorance, pride, and laziness. What? Listen to me. We think we already know what we need to know. That's ignorance. It feels better to have people think we know where we're going than to let them know we don't have a clue. That's pride. And then the third thing is it's too much work to figure out how to get advice. That's laziness. It's just simple. That's how how it can be. You know what the Bible calls this? It calls it slothfulness. Sometimes we make plans without counsel, and those often fall or at least wind up being less effective than they could have been. Do you hear what I'm saying? And at other times we get counsel, but we get inferior counsel because we take it from the wrong people. Are you listening to me? Look at what Solomon tells us in in Proverbs chapter 1 verse 5. He says, let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance. Wise people listen to counsel and get wiser. Do you hear what I'm saying? I've heard people say it this way. If you're the only, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you need to change rooms. I don't ever want to be in a place where I'm the smartest guy in the room. I want to always be learning. I always want to find out new information. I always want to gain something. If I don't know the answer, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to seek counsel, and not just any counsel, but I want to seek godly counsel that can, number one, help me get back on the straight path so that I go the direction that I'm supposed to be going. 
Too many times we go to our friends, our family, our loved ones, because guess what? They're going to give us the answer that we want to hear. Hello? They are. Many times, but why? Because they love us. They don't want to hurt our feelings. You know, have you ever, somebody ever walked in and said, how's this look? Do you tell them the truth? Do you tell them, oh, it looks great. What do you tell them? Can I tell you that person would much rather you tell them the truth instead of them leaving the house and walking out the door looking like a fool? Do you hear what I'm saying? They don't want you just to pat them on the back. Oh, you look great. You look wonderful. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, where did they come up with this outfit? And let me tell you something. If somebody tells you the truth, don't get your feelings hurt. Do you hear what I'm saying? Too many times, we want everybody to pat us on the back. We want them to love them. We want them to, uh, to, to, to just praise us and make us think everything is just wonderful and great and grand. But the truth is, sometimes we need to hear the information that hurts. Do you hear me? We do. Sometimes we need to hear the information that might just hurt our feelings a little bit. Why? Because it's going to keep us away from the danger that's headed down the road. God loves us and he cares for us. Wise people listen to counsel and they get wiser. Discerning people listen to guidance and get further along their path. Here's four ways today to get wise, to getting good counsel. Now hear me. Number one, knowing that you will always need good counsel. You have to know that. I always need good counsel. You will never get to the place in your life where you will no longer need good counsel. And I know some of y'all are going to laugh at what I'm about to say, but it's the truth. Even presidents need advisors. Can I tell you the first secret to getting good counsel is to be open to it. Wise people listen and add to their learning. Hear what I'm saying. You can take the best president in the world, whoever that may have been in our history, and I promise you he had good counsel. You understand what I'm saying? He didn't make all those decisions on his own. Can I tell you that most of the time when a president failed or made mistakes, you know what he did? He didn't listen to his counsel. Do you hear me? Good counsel. We all need good counsel. We all need someone to speak into our life. Wise people listen. They add to their learning. They do what they need to do to get down the path so they don't run into potholes and bad places along the way. They need that good counsel. The second one. Here's another one. Asking more than one person's advice. Amen? Proverbs eleven fourteen says, For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. Did Solomon say to just get advice from one advisor? No. He used the word many, which means more than one. I, I even say that it means more than two. Probably even means at least three, but probably more than that. Many. All major decisions that I make here at the church are done with the counsel of at least three. But many times before I take those decisions to those three people, I have asked others what they thought. And the third one, not letting pride keep you from admitting what you don't know. 
Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10 says, Where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. Pride may be the number one enemy of the path. Successful people are open to the fact that they don't know everything they need to know and are quick to go to people who do. Do you hear what I'm saying? Proverbs 12, 15 says, The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. I want to take a moment, move out of Proverbs, and go backwards to the, in your Bible to the book of 2 Chronicles. Go to 2 Chronicles, and I want to read you a story from chapter 10 about a king whose name was Rehoboam. And Rehoboam, he was actually the son of King Solomon. So you would think this guy would have some wisdom, right? Solomon was the man who wrote most of the book of Proverbs. And his story, King Rehoboam's story, it covers several verses. So I'd like to turn there so you can read along with me. Rehoboam has just become king. The people feel like they have been worked unduly hard by his predecessor. So before they allow him to be crowned as king, they ask him to lighten up on his demands for their labor. And we're going to begin reading at verse 5. 2 Chronicles chapter 10 I will begin at verse 5. It says this, Rehoboam answered, Come back to me in three days. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam consulted the elders who had served his father Solomon during his lifetime. How would you advise me to answer these people, he asked. He replied, If you will be kind to these people and please them, and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your servants. But Rehoboam rejected the advice the elders gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. He asked them, what is your advice? How should we answer these people who say to me, lighten the yoke your father put on us? The young men who had grown up with him replied, the people have said to you, your father put a heavy yoke on us. But make our yoke lighter. Now tell them my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. My father laid on you a heavy yoke. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. Three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to Rehoboam. As the king had said, come back to me in three days. The king answered them harshly, rejecting the advice of the elders. He followed the advice of the young men and said, My father made your yoke heavy. I will make it even heavier. My father scourged you with whips. I will scourge you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for this uh, turn of events was from God to fulfill the word the Lord had spoken to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, through Ahijah the, the Shilonite. When all Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, they answered the king, What share do we have in David? What part in Jesse's son? To your tents, Israel. Look, after your own house, David. So all the Israelites went home. But as for the Israelites who were living in the towns of Judah, Rehoboam still ruled over them. King Rehoboam sent out Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor, but the Israelites stoned him to death. King Rehoboam, however, managed to get into his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. 
So Israel has been in rebellion against the house of David to this day. So after hearing this request, Rehoboam made three very smart decisions. Here's what he did. He asked for time to decide what to do. He was wise enough to know that this was not a time for a rush decision. The second thing he did was he, was he sought out uh, advice in making the decision. He chose to listen before he decided. And the third thing he did was he listened to many counselors, not just one and not even just one group. So these are what he did. He did these. These things were good. <laughs> now what Rehoboam wasn't interested in, though, was actual advice. What he wanted was confirmation of his own conviction. So the reason he went to two groups for advice was that the first group didn't tell him what he wanted to hear. You hear what I'm saying? It's like they told him something. He's like, yeah, I don't want to hear that. So then he went to another group and heard what they said. Yeah, that sounds pretty good to me. I think I'll do that. He didn't didn't want to get the right advice. Do you hear what I'm saying? He wanted to get the advice that he wanted to hear. So the point is, why did he even get advice? You hear what I'm saying? Why did he even get advice if he wasn't going to follow through with the good advice? All he was going to do was what he wanted to do in the first place anyway. And a lot of times when we go down the path, a lot of times that's what happens to us. We go and we get advice, but when we don't get the advice that we want to hear, what we do? We go hear someone else until we finally get the advice that we want to hear. That's not the way that we should do it. (laughs) Can I tell you that's going to end up causing us more pain and heartache and more trouble along the way. The best thing for us to do is to seek out the proper advice. Do you hear me? It's time that we seek out the proper advice. Never mind that these men, these first men that he'd gone to were older and wiser. Never mind that they had been there to help his father, the wisest and richest king of his day. Never mind that they had actually gone where Rehoboam wanted to go. This is the lesson of Rehoboam's entire life. Our number four, look at this, number four, this is the last one. Taking counsel from those who have been where you want to go. Let me just ask you for just a moment. Where do you want to go in life? We all have plans. We all have dreams. We all have uh, things that we want to accomplish, things that we want to do, right? Some of you are saying, yeah, but I, I'm, I've already retired. I've already moved. But you still got dreams and plans, things, places that you want to go, things that you want to do, right? You still want to be more for God than what you were ever before. Doesn't mean that we're done yet doesn't mean that God's through with you. You may have already given up and think that, man, it's over. My life is done. And can I tell you that you don't know the people that you're going to impact. And so what are our dreams? What are our our goals? Find people that have been where you want to be. Find out how they got there. Think about what they did to get there. And then you go and you try to pursue those. You listen. You pray. You ask God for direction and God to, to motivate you and move you in the path and the way that you were supposed to go. We need to hear from God, hear from the voice of God. We need to take counsel from those who have been where you want to go. Your life and, 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 and uh, mine are on paths. We're, all of us are on paths, paths that lead us to where we want to go or away from where we want to go. I thought that GPS was taking me away that I didn't want to go. But I stayed the course. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
I kept following the course, and guess what? I got to where I needed to go, even though I didn't think that's what I wanted for myself. Do you hear what I'm saying? Even though I thought this was not the path I need to be on, I listened to the GPS. It was giving me the wise counsel. Do you hear me? It was giving me the direction of where I needed to go. And eventually I got to where I wanted to go. I went a different way than I thought I would. And that's the way it happens in life. We have a direction. We have a place that we want to go. And we think that we're going to go down this path. We think that we're going to go this way. And then all of a sudden we veer off course and we go a little bit different direction. It seems a little different than where we're going. But here's the thing. It could be the place, the exact time, the right plan, everything that God has set for you. And we just need to listen to the wise counsel that's been given to us so that we can go the path that God wants us to go, not, not the way that we want to go, amen? We've got to hear that counsel, hear what God's telling us, hear what people are telling us. It's so important that you know that you will always need good counsel. You must always seek that counsel from multiple sources. You must also make sure that you listen to those sources that you learn what you didn't know already. Take counsel from the right people. There's a real difference between the right road and the easy road. You hear what I'm saying? There's a big difference there. The easy road is the ignorant road. It doesn't seek counsel. Or it ignores the counsel it gets. Or it seeks counsel from only those who are easy to get to. Wise men and women seek counsel from wise people. Do you hear me? And then they listen to it, they heed it, and then they walk the path that leads to where they want to go. Now imagine for... Just a moment, if you stopped making irrational decisions, maybe you started making it a habit to seek wise, godly counsel. That's what we got to do. We must seek wise, godly counsel so that we can go about the path that God is leading us down. Look at our, our verse again, Proverbs 15, 22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. I want to be successful, amen? I want to be successful in life. Will you, have road, will you have road bumps and speed bumps along the way? Will you have to make detours along the way? Will you have to seek counsel time and time again along the way in your path of life? Yes. It doesn't mean that the road's going to be easy. How many has ever traveled a long distance and the road was just completely easy? Everywhere you went, it was just so easy. No. Now, let me tell you something. If you've been on roads in Oklahoma, you can tell they're not easy. Amen? Am I right? Those roads are pretty rough. You know, it's funny. You can tell when you come out of, when you come out of leave Oklahoma and go into Texas. It's a whole new ball game. They, Texas, they, they like their roads a little better than Oklahoma does. Uh, they like them a little better in Arkansas does too. Let me tell you, it's not always easy in, in Arkansas either. Uh, it seems like the what was it? Uh, you've seen those jokes in Arkansas. What is it? The the uh, the little orange uh, barrels that are in that's the state and that like the state flower or something, you know? Because you see more of those than you do the actual state flower, you know? Because there's always highway construction going on. And, and I'm sure there are a lot of other uh, states that can say that because it seems like they're always 
working on the roads. But the road that you go through, whether you're on vacation or traveling, whatever you're doing, that road is not always easy, is it? Sometimes it's rough. If you've put a lot of miles on a vehicle, put a lot of miles on, on a path, it's not an easy road to go. Can I tell you the light, the path that you're on today, it's not always going to be easy. But if God has orchestrated your steps, if God has orchestrated your path, then guess what? God is going to be there by your side, walking with you each every step of the way, no matter what you do. And don't, and, and don't veer off course from what God has for you. Sure, God may tell you to take a detour. But that's okay as long as he's your guidance. As long as you pray and ask him and then also seek advice from godly counsel. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So what will you do with this advice today? So here's your follow-up steps for this week. Number one, come back next week. Next week's sign is watching for falling rocks. You'll find out what that means. you got to be here to know what it means. And then finish up the book of Proverbs. You should be getting close. If you've been reading with us as we've been going through this book, you should be getting close to the end of Proverbs. Go ahead and fin- try to finish it up this week. And then here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask God to show you the counselors that he has for you. There are people that God is placing in your life that you are to go and get advice from. And then fourth thing is seek advice this week from someone who is where you want to be. And the fifth and last thing today, I know usually I have four. Today, I, this is so important. Follow Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? Follow Jesus. You can look all throughout the four Gospels and read where Jesus says many times, follow me. Can I tell you the best steps that you will ever take are the steps you take to follow Jesus. If you will follow his steps, I promise you, you won't be led astray. You ever, you ever followed somebody when you're, when you're traveling? You know, you, you, get in a, uh, you have two or three cars or whatever, and you're, tra- and you're following each other because you want to arrive at the same time. You want to do a lot of the same things, and you want to follow each other. You can either make good time or bad time, depending on how good the person in front of you does, Right? You can either get there when you want to get there or, or take forever or not show up on time or whatever according to who the leader is. Can I tell you that when you follow Jesus, you will always arrive at your destination at the, on the right time. Do you hear me? Follow Jesus. That's probably the most important step that you could take this week. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, then today is the day. Whether you're here with us or you're at home watching today, Can you bow your heads with me? Today is an opportunity for you to ask Jesus to come in your heart. Can we all say this prayer together? Say, dear Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I confess that I need a Savior. Today I give my heart to you. Come into my life and make me clean. I want to serve you. I give my life to you. I am no longer my own, but I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer and you mean it, I want you to know that I I truly believe that a spiritual journey that you're on, do you hear me? It's a a journey. As you're traveling down the path, this is 
We're not in a hurry. <laughs> Sometimes we get too big in a hurry that we make some mistakes along the way. Amen? We just need to slow down and seek godly counsel, ask God what we're to do, listen to his voice, and go about the path that God wants us to go down. Amen? Amen. Um, I'm going to, if we could, maybe if you can make contact to them in the back. Our kids are going to join us here in just a minute. They're going to collect. This is our um, monthly uh, Sunday to give to BGMC. And so they'll collect your change and uh, dollars, fives, tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds. They are, uh, they, they won't turn anything away. They'll take anything you want to give. I want to say thank you. So far, I looked it up. So far, we have raised, for BGMC, we've raised about $1,500. So thank you so much. Um, we are still taking money for Speed of Light as well. That is something that you can uh, turn in. Um, we've got till end of March to uh, help meet our uh, goal for the Fire Bibles, um, if you'd like to give to that. Um, but the kids will be coming to collect your change for BGMC. Before they do, I want to just give a couple announcements. Uh, first of all, youth is, youth is tonight at 6 and uh, they're going to be having a good time uh, celebrating uh, the 4th and just having a lot of fun together. Also, y'all give Duke a hard time. It's his birthday today. Uh, so uh, your person's got to have a hard time on their birthday, right? Uh, and there's uh, a sign-up sheet out, back, out front uh, and an info sheet for each of you to uh, pick up and let us know if you're attending the ladies' tropical party. That is July 9th. That is this coming uh, Saturday, so make plans to be here. Uh, the cost is $6. You can sign up at the Information Center. Uh, if you uh, are wondering how to give you, for pay for that, you can put it in an envelope, drop it in the, the offering, and just mark ladies, and uh, we'll be sure to mark you paid. And, uh, or you can even, you can even uh, pay it online as well. You can do that. So um, we're going to wait just a moment for the... Uh, kids to come out here. I got through quickly through my announcements. I don't have a whole lot of announcements. <laughs> it's July. We don't plan a whole lot when it's this hot. Oh, I do want to say one more thing. Uh, July uh, is it 16th, I think, is the last... Um, food pantry the way we have always done it. We are changing things up. I, I'm, I was going to send a letter out this week, and it's been a, it's been a crazy week, um, but so it, I never got a chance to send it out. Um, but what we're doing is we, as we, the way that we do food pantry, we will not continue to do it that way. We will have food available for you to give out to family, friends, people that you may know, we're also going to try to have uh, sacks available each Sunday as well out in the foyer. Uh, and, uh, but the way that we've been doing it in the past, we, we, did a, we found out that besides us, there are 28 food pantries in just the city of Fort Smith alone. That's not counting Barling, Van Buren, or anywhere else. 
And so we felt like at this time we could use those resources, those money to be able to invest in other, minist- in other things, other outreaches uh, during that time. So we are planning out doing outreaches and planning on doing other things. And so uh, that, um, that will take place uh, on the 16th. So be here, join us for that. We will still continue to do men's breakfast on that Saturday. Uh, and so uh, make that a part of your monthly uh, schedule. Um, and so we will continue to do that. But as far as the food pantry goes, we are doing some different things. Uh, it's not that we're getting rid of ministries. We are just changing the way we do some things. So I uh, just wanted to make that announcement again as well. All right. You ready, buddy? So he's going to come around. Uh, we got, we, we got, they were, they're stuck in the middle of a project. So uh, Joseph has come. He is going to be the uh, collector today. So we're going to let him come and collect from you. A lot of people for him to pick up. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah. Encouraging. Let the guy rest his legs. like, I don't know, this might be more painful than it's worth. Woo, all right, good job. Give him a hand. Can we all stand as they're take, finishing up the last little bit there? God is good, isn't he? I think of all the many blessings that God has given me and my family. We are blessed. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, but we are blessed. And uh, I can't give him praise enough. Amen? So I want us just today as you're leaving, and I know... Got, it's a holiday weekend. Fourth of July is tomorrow. Probably some of you will be maybe hanging out with family, cooking hot dogs or hamburgers, shooting fireworks. Some of you may go to the lake. I don't know. Whatever you're doing, remember that ultimate freedom was purchased on a cross. 
many years ago. And it's because of that freedom that we can live. Amen? And so as we pray over this offering, I want us just to pray and just thank the Lord for the freedom that we have. Just thank Him for all that He's done for us. Can we do that? God, we just come to You right now. We just lift You up. And we praise You and we magnify You today. We thank You for moving amongst Your people today, God, that Your Spirit is just moving over this place. And God, I pray for every person that's here, God, that when they leave here today, God, that they will take Your Spirit with them and walk out these doors. And they will come back, and they will, they will take it through this week and just worship you in their time, Lord God. That you would just move in their hearts and their lives. And God, I pray that you would bless this offering, bless each and every person that gives, God. That as they give and give and give, God, that you would just continue to bless and bless and bless. And I thank you for the freedom that was bought on the cross, the freedom for our souls. And we give you all the praise and all the glory, and we ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Y'all have a wonderful week. We will see you Wednesday night.